we welcome you guys to another edition of Fan Response. I am joined by special guest Garrick Chen from the Asian uh, Athlete Spotlight. And we're here to talk about a special episode um, of sports here. We're talking about um, specifically Asian Americans and Asians in athletics um, and particularly American sports. It's something that I've been passionate about for many years. I've, um, you know, followed many different um, teams in years of the NFL, the NBA, um, as, as well as college football and college basketball. Garrick, he is actually a semi-professional runner. He's participated in quite a few marathon races and had his heydays um, being a varsity runner in high school and as well at San Jose State. So without further ado, uh, my former co-worker here, Garrick, it still feels very new to say that, but how are you doing, Garrick? <laughs> I'm doing fine, uh, Stephen. Uh, you know, thank you for uh, having me uh, here on this show. You know, I really, really respect, you know, the work that you, you know, and other people like Isaiah has, um, you know, done here. Yeah, I think it's been a really um, awesome, but sometimes bumpy ride for us. Uh, we've recently lost Callan because he's uh, gone back to doing some uh, official sports announcing gigs. But it's been a lot of fun, definitely building up this network. And I think we've been trying to collab for a while now. So uh, without uh, further ado, guys, be sure to check out AAS, uh, Asian Athlete Spotlight. You can follow them on their Instagram page over here. Um, Garrick's done several different podcast uh, interviews already. Tell me about uh, kind of how everything's been going over on AAS so far. Uh, how have the podcasts been going and um, what are you guys building over there? Yeah, um, you know, so, you know, right now, you know, AAS, uh, you know, things are, you know, okay, you know, I'm just, you know, typically trying just to find, you know, the athletes I want to feature, and then get them to uh, fill out the uh, form I um, sent. And, for, and then, yeah, and then I'm in the middle of, you know, podcast is this is a collaboration with, you know, AAS, and then another, um, Another Instagram page that does, you know, advocate for, you know, Asian Americans or Asians in us. Yeah, so um, definitely great stuff, guys. You can go to the Instagram page. You can fill out um, your specialty within athletics, your story, and Garrick will publish that as an Instagram story along with a couple of cute pictures of yourself on AAS and kind of the goals that you hope to achieve, kind of the challenges that um, you hope to overcome as an individual athlete and also for athletes, uh, uh, athletics in within Asian Americans and Asians. So, um, Garrick, talk to me about like kind of the ultimate goal of this page. Um, what's the what's the vision for AAS long term? I think the long term vision is that, you know, one day, you know, society will stop thinking about, you know, the typical Asian stereotype uh, and that, you know, people will think that, oh, you know, Asians aren't, you know, great in um, sports. Then another goal, long-term goal would be um, to better the treatment of like, you know, Asian or Asian American athletes. Because to me, I, I know I've gone through I've gone through this like a lot during my running career. Is uh, is there is a uh, you know racial you know double standard between like Asian American athletes and non Asians? 
Yeah, I think definitely there is. And um, you've gone through it. You've uh, run for Saratoga High School. You grew up in kind of that um, area and you ran for the San Jose State varsity team as well. So talk to me about a little bit about your background in athletics. Yeah, so, you know, I started running, you know, in fifth grade when, you know, my uh, fifth grade teacher wanted a classroom eight laps around the school playground. It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like, I think I would say uh, it would be about like three quarters of a mile, uh, like per uh, lap. So that's, and then she would motivate us by giving, um, giving us like candy if we don't like walk. So, you know, that was, that was my motivation. And then that turned into, um, you know, joining cross country in middle school since like sixth grade. And I started track and field in seventh grade. But, uh, and then I, and then I would, I would never imagine that like, I would go on, uh, and run for Saratoga high cross country and track be part of the varsity team, be one of the school's fastest, um, be uh, a team captain. And I was so uh, fortunate to be able to become a, a walk-on member on the um, San Jose State cross-country team because, you know, I went through a lot uh, at Saratoga uh, High. And then uh, after college, I still decided to continue running. And I only have uh, ran like one marathon, you know, that marathon is a uh, Chicago marathon. I ran that uh, in two thirty four, um, nice. which is about um, you know five fifty three pace per mile. Whew. And right now, like during the pandemic, yeah, I'm still like you know I'm injured, so I'm I'm like in um, rehabbing. Um, should the timeline to get back should be about like, end of March. Yeah, makes sense. So. Uh, experience many many years of running experience dating all the way back to the fifth grade Garrick I mean what is that mm -hmm. like almost like 18 years of running now yeah something like that and you know I'm just grateful to have you know the, the life um, you know I am living in because you know not many people especially in the Bay Area who get to uh, live this type of life where they get to like do what they love such as like running and then go uh, work at a corporate uh, or a good uh, gig for like eight hours per day. And then, you know, still do what you love. It takes all the sacrifices to get to where I am. Yeah, absolutely. And you've mentioned to me, you know, waking up at five or six in the morning just to go on those morning runs or running after work. And, um, you know, you're currently rehabbing right now. And we definitely um, wish you a successful recovery process. I hope to see you uh, in the Olympics someday, man. But <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I, I guess let's kind of branch off of that as we say hi to Usman Ali Usman. Uh, pleasure for you to join us, Scott um, Usman. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. But um, Garrick, like, talk to me about your long-term goals, specifically as an athlete. What are some individuals' goals that you have for yourself? Um, what's the What's the big dream here with running? I think uh, the Vegas um, dream goal or i have is um you know just get the best out of myself get the best version of myself as a runner but um to be uh i think it's to just um run the um olympic uh marathon trials uh qualifier 
Um, we don't know what it is for 2024, but for 2020, it was uh, faster than 219. Jeez, man. And what's the mile pace for that? 219 for 26.2 miles. It's about um, you know 520 per mile. Wow, that is that's crazy, man. But I'll definitely be rooting you on, man. And uh, you know, me personally, my background in sports is that I feel like within sports, I've always had to work harder and put in more than other people to get a similar or um, even worse result. Like I was not naturally born very athletic. I'm a very average height. I'm about five nine. Both me and you are. Um, as you can see, I'm way past my peak running days. Like I do not look like a runner anymore. But like even when I was uh, running and you know growing up playing basketball for fun, I, I never made it onto like any of the varsity teams. Um, and my my times were pretty mediocre. I ran a 5:27:1600, a 11:55:1500, and a and a 2:28:800 meter. My 10K pace was uh, at 659 per 1600 or about 701 per true mile at 4338. And as you can imagine right here, Garrick, he runs the marathon, which is 26.2 miles at a 553 pace. So I've never been, you know, like an elite athlete. I pretty much knew, man, from the time that I was about eight years old, that I was not going to go to the NBA or the Olympics. Like sports was always going to be a hobby of mine, but it was never going to be a profession. And so I think that's where... Uh, me and you diverge within the sporting realm. Like I, I definitely enjoy covering sports, podcasting and everything, but I, I've never envisioned sports as a career for me. I'm talking about the actual act of playing sports. Um, podcasting and announcing definitely would be something of interest for me. Right now it's kind of a just a hobby, but we're building here at the MI6 Sports Network. We're definitely building. Right. And so, mm -hmm. you know, in that process, though, Garrick, of um, achieving to be the kind of the best athlete, the best version of yourself, I, I love that answer because Jeremy Lin gave that answer too. Like mm -hmm. when he had that very emotional speech in Taiwan uh, or China, I believe, he asked people, what do you think my goal is in, in, in life, like in basketball? One people mm -hmm. are like, win the MVP. Like another Chinese fan shouted, better than Steph Curry. He's like, hmm, hmm, those are good answers. But honestly, mm -hmm. I play basketball just to be the best version of myself, to be the best player that I know I can be. That was the way he mm -hmm. said it. And so it seems like you're shooting for a similar, similar goal here um, individually. But let's kind of branch out of that and talk specifically about, you know, during mm -hmm. your process as a sports fan and as an athlete, what are right. some of the challenges that you feel that um, Asians have faced in athletics? I think I, what they have faced was, you know, like internal barriers and external barriers. So to start with the, uh, you know, external barriers, um, the barriers that they have to face is, you know, the um, Asian stereotype, um, you know, about like, oh, you know, they're not good at sports and, you know, some systemic racism, you know, when it comes to that um, stereotype, there'll be like coaches, media who 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 project that stereotype on to asian athletes because they think that like, oh you know if i if i uh, post um you know a feature a uh you know a caucasian athlete then you know it it makes the page you know look better 
or if I want a, um, you know, I'm looking for some guys on my team. If I want to win a championship, I think I'll do better with a Caucasian athlete than an Asian athlete. Then um, you go with the internal barriers, you know, as an, you know, Asian person there, um, you know, there's a, there's a the typical, you know, Asian parents, very anti about sports, you know, Asian parents who are so narrow minded about sports like they think that sports you know is a waste of time and you know academics 24 7 is the way to go i mean you know i i agree that academics is important and you know because you know everyone needs a backup plan right but like there's there's nothing wrong with doing you know to you know playing sports and you know doing and pursuing your um academic dreams that's what you know being a student athlete is so I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, according to one feature athlete I featured, he said that, yeah, there is a rise uh, in Asian athletes. Um, but at the same time, no, there, there needs to be more. And there's some athletes that I featured all say that, yeah, you know, Asian parents need to be very more supportive to their uh, kids when it comes to um, their, their kids having sports dream. Yeah, and I definitely think that there is uh, the internal barrier side to it as well as an external barrier. Um, what would you say, Garrick, is kind of the bigger the bigger nut to crack here? What's the bigger barrier between the external barriers of like people saying, society saying, okay, like Asians, they're not naturally explosive. There are these genetic differences. Like on average, when you compare Asians to uh, you know, African Americans and Caucasians, they're, they're shorter right. on average. They're not as muscular. They're not as explosive. So you have right. these external barriers, but then you also have the internal war within the household where it's like, you know, you should pick a practical field like medicine, accounting, or, you know, software. Right. You should do something where you can uh, have something to offer to your future family and you can support yourself, most importantly. Between the external and the internal barriers, um, that society and our parents set respectively. Which barrier do you think um, is is the bigger barrier currently facing Asian athletes? I think it's more the, um, to overcome. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's the um, you know internal barrier because times so there are there are some Asian parents who do believe in the um, the external barrier that you know. Um, projected upon them. You know, there's some Asian parents who believe that, you know, Asians are not meant to play, you know, sports, but they are meant to do well in like, in the sciences, the math, the, uh, engineering, you know, and such. So, and that's why like, I think why we have like, you know, issues going on today, because, you know, there's some people in, in the Asian American community who, you know, accept their own stereotypes and you know and then they you know they pass this like you know this very old school you know um thinking and these like beliefs you know to their kids and it's just an ongoing um you know cycle yeah definitely and um i think there there are definitely a lot of internal barriers and external barriers we face uh, there's definitely right. a lot of like external um, doubt towards towards Asian athletes. You know, like on average, we 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 aren't as tall as certain mm -hmm. other ethnicities. Those are some of the things. There are genetic differences. Mm -hmm. 
um, we might not have as much muscle mass or explosiveness. And mm -hmm. I think like I, I feel judged in certain ways like that. Sometimes uh, when I was over in college and I tried to play pickup basketball, um, they would try to save a spot for someone who didn't look like me, you know, right. and that's not like just um, obviously it's not just an ethnic thing, right? It has to do with my bodybuild and everything. Like I'm not the most fit right. or athletic person in the right. gym or on the court, right? It's it ha also has something to do with like the, yeah. the, the body shape and ever, all of that, like my own individual fitness. But I definitely feel there are some external barriers that um, we have to overcome that certain up people from other groups maybe don't need to. And like Jeremy Lin put it best, he's when he was in the NBA and uh, after winning the championship with the Toronto Raptors, you remember this, yeah. right? He was benched because he missed 17 straight threes um, before that 2019 championship run in the regular season. And mm -hmm. his quote was, I always knew that if I gave them a reason to doubt, they would. And that's what happened. Right. I mean, he, he got cut out of the NBA, and now he's trying to work his way through the development league. We'll get more into that when we get into our role model segment. And, yeah. yeah, I think the external barriers are definitely there. I think it's a huge problem. But for me, I still mm -hmm. think the internal barriers are the bigger issue. Um, yeah. It comprises about 5 to 6% of the American population. But, you know, growing up, uh, my parents, they never enrolled me into any intramural leagues, like baseball, basketball, football, tennis, none of that. And like when I saw some of these intramural leagues growing up in Minnesota, mm -hmm. where the distribution is very similar to the rest of the U.S., um, there is like no Asian kids out there, man. There right. is like barely, n not even 5%, like not even 2%, mm -hmm. I felt, were in these like, you know, four to eight age group leagues or 10 to 12 age group leagues. And when you have like households that don't emphasize, um, the athletics, right? And don't enroll mm -hmm. their kids to get involved in sports early on. They they grow up at a disadvantage. Obviously, mm -hmm. there are like genetic differences between different groups of people, but mm -hmm. I think it's just compounded by the fact that there's no involvement early on. So like, I don't know how good I would be at basketball or football if I started um, at like age four or five. I certainly wouldn't be professional, nowhere close, but I'd be a mm -hmm. lot better than I am now. And there's people much, much more athletic than me that didn't get started in sports until like high school. So there's definitely some internal things to look at. And I think the other thing we have to think about is growing up the kind of background um, a, a lot of our families grew up into. Me personally, I grew up in a very uh, traditional Chinese household. Both my parents, they're H-1B visa immigrants. They came here via PhDs to American universities. That was their pathway here. And back in those days, um, in countries like China and India, for example, only the top two to 3% of people could even go to college. So when you look at that, right, you look at the background, which the parents of some of these kids come from, especially in this Mission Fremont era, in that Saratoga area, they had to be the cream of the crop just to get an opportunity to study at university. Obviously, American university system is different, right? You don't need to be the top two or three percent of students to go to college. There's so many different colleges to choose from. There's state schools, there's Cal States, UCs, there's private schools, there's trade schools if you want to do that. There's associates and then transfer into university. You don't have all those options in some of these more developing nations, in some of these uh, countries in which the 
Asian immigrants come from. Your only option is to be like the top of your field. So I think that also contributes to this heavy emphasis on academics and industry. Because in a way, Garrick, the way mm -hmm. that our uh, some of our parents came into the U.S. and the way that they found their groove and their purpose in this society was through academics and industry. And so they right. have the same expectations on us. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. didn't have time. Growing up, they didn't have the time to like even do sports for fun or anything because of how restricted the opportunities in academics were in the 1980s in those countries. Yeah, I mean, you know, Asian like they need to understand that, you know, nothing is given when it comes to sports. Like you, you have to, you have to uh, you know, work work with their child like from a young age to in order to, you know, get them get them the build that, you know, uh, they need to order to succeed in that in whatever sport they uh, play. You know, it's you know, it's not like, oh, I, oh, you know, you step on a track, run a mile, all of a sudden you get like a 4:43. Yeah, that may happen in like, you know, few some cases, but most of the time, you know, it's just all hard work. So when we look at Jeremy Lin, like, what's the uh, what's what what does he have that's similar to all the guys like Kobe, LeBron, Steph, um. You know all these NBA players. Like, what do they have in common? One thing they have in common is that, like, they, you know, Jeremy was working on his craft since at a young age and had the support of his parents. And I'm pretty sure for Kobe, Steph, LeBron, you know, they have, you know, the support of their parents from a young age. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I think definitely the parental support from a young age is is very, very valuable. So, I mean, let's go ahead and move on to the role model segment here, because um, I think we're both in agreement here. It's you have to involve your kids in athletics early on. Like this is something you have to train early on, because if you don't, you're going to fall behind. You have some of the natural um, powerhouses at athletics like uh, right. Tim Duncan. Or I'm sure there's more examples, like in Dominican Sioux. Those guys, they didn't start playing basketball or football until they were in their teens. But the mm -hmm. vast majority of people who make it in the league, regardless of how athletic or unathletic they are, they got started at a very, very young age. And so when you have that um, culture that doesn't start you at a young age in athletics, it's tough to overcome. That's kind of what I have to say about this segment. But um, going on to our top role models, who are some of your top Asian athletic role models? Like some people you look up to and think they really paved the way for um, Asian Americans and uh, Asians. I think growing up, you know, I've watched, um, you know, Michelle Kwan, um, Yao Ming, um, you know, Jeremy Lin. Um, right now, like there are other athletes that, you know, Asian American Asian or Asian American athletes are out there. You know, there's a uh, Sun Hung Min, uh, who's a soccer player from Korea, um, playing in the Premier League. Um, I think that's I, mean, I think that's I think, and then there's some 
I think that's all I've remembered um, so far. Um, you know, growing up, I mean, there's just, there's like there's like you know a Paul Anton Ono, you know, right, right, speech yeah, gears. yeah, and another and, and there are like numerous like today like there are numerous like ice skaters who are um, you know Asian American like um, Nathan Chan. Um, I think the twins forgot uh, forgot their names. Um, but yeah, you know, as like uh, as someone as as someone that I've um, you know featured um, said, you know, there is a rise. Uh, you know, but you know we you know but then we need we need like you know we need more because you know as at this moment you know like as every Asian athlete. You know, has to go through with the pressure of being the, um, you know, the as they're the, the only hope um, for the uh, ethnic race, and it's it's the type of pressure that like you know not many will, will want to like deal with, and you don't see like non Asians having to you know deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, kind of the like the way I see it is similar to you, like. Um, I have my top role models personally, um, definitely Yao Ming. I think Yao Ming helped pave the way for um, basketball to be popularized in China. I think Kobe and Yao were huge in bringing the NBA to China. Um, mm-hmm. The sport itself was already popular in China back in the 80s and um, back when my dad was going to college and his post-college career as well. Um, but... I think definitely like Yao Ming when he came to the NBA that really popularized the sport like the novelty of watching the game in China and as as you know before all of the controversies a lot of Chinese fans were big Houston Rockets fans because of what Yao Ming did for the game um Kobe also contributed his part the other role model I have is got I I, I got to say it's Jeremy Lin because um Yao Ming while great while he um kind of he was the number one pick in his his draft year i think uh somewhere around like 98 to 2000 uh, around then he was the number one pick the number one overall pick mm-hmm. and he was an all-star and he was incredible in his own right he had amazing duels with Shaq this was a guy who like in his prime was putting up 26 points 12 rebounds a game on fantastic efficiency from both the floor and the free throw line like this guy could do it all like he he was seven foot six, but he also had finesse. But I think Jeremy Lin took it to a whole nother level, Garrick, because yeah, I mean, how many seven foot six humans, let alone Chinese people, do you see out there? Right. There aren't a lot of seven foot six um, ethnically Chinese people out there. Jeremy Lin, he's six foot three, um, Taiwanese American dude, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of kids out there that are looking at that, including yeah. me. Like, I, I know I was never going to be in the league since I was eight, mm-hmm. right? I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't have that talent in athletics, but I'm looking at this like, you know, the kids in the park, they look at guys like Jeremy Lin and Steph Curry. They're like, you know what? I can grow to 6'3". I can work on my shooting, my driving, um, and my spin move. It was an right. attainable level of, of athleticism uh, within the NBA from an Asian American for the first time. Yeah, and That's what I think made Lin Sanity so special because you had this guy who was 6'3", right? which is like mm-hmm. a fairly attainable height and a fairly attainable amount of size. And and for a little bit, he took over the league, man. I mean, this guy shut Kobe's mouth. 
he shut um, Darren Williams' mouth and Melo's mouth. Like he came mm-hmm. in and just with no expectations came in and and took the league by storm for a bit. It, it happened right around the time of Tebow mania as well. We yeah, had two great outbreaks in pretty much uh, one school year, basically, and so. That was pretty incredible. And then also, I got to say, Lina, like her ability to beat uh, Serena and Venus Williams and be able to yeah. win the opens. And she was also a very modest height of five foot eight. It's tall. Like Lynn and Lina were definitely taller than average for sure, but they weren't mm-hmm. at this unattainable size or height. It was like something where little girls and boys could look to it and be like, I want to be like him or her someday. And I know I can do it yeah. with hard work. But. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I think the one last thing you mentioned is that the, the pressure of having to carry your ethnic group, I think it is more pronounced than ever within, um, Asians in athletics, because you look at guys like Yao Ming, um, Lina, like, and you, I think you mentioned, uh, like the soccer player, Song, Song Ming or whatever. Yeah. You almost have this pressure where you're carrying your entire um, group of people like like they are carrying um, Asians in athletics they have the weight of like what it feels like China or Korea or Taiwan on their shoulders but mm-hmm. with other ethnic groups right nobody is looking at like Carmelo Anthony and say like he is carrying the black community like he right. is like the core representation of the entire community in athletics or nobody yeah. is looking over to Steve Nash and be like, wow, man, he's carrying all Caucasian athletics. Definitely, I feel that Asian athletes have that um, next level and that uh, extra pressure added to them where they have to represent their entire group. Like they are yeah. the pride of their entire people. Yeah, I, I think like, you know, like Jeremy Lin, like I think just to add on, like I think – you know, he changed game to another. He changed the wave. Like, well, he changed it to another level because, you know, he went to Harvard. He didn't get drafted, but he got to. He rose to the top, and it just and it's just saying it's saying that you know anyone can do anything. Anyone can you know. You don't have to be drafted. You don't have to go to a um you know a power five uh college, just so just just to get into the NBA. All you got. It, it, you know, it's it just, you know, it, it just means that there's hope. And I think, like, ever since Linsanity, I think things in Taiwan have, might have, like, changed. Uh, you know, people are more like, encouraging, you know, to play, um, you know, like, sports, to follow your dreams in sports. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, even though I'm not, like, a professional athlete, like, you know, when I, you know, when I became one of the, like, you know, school's fastest, when I ran in college, and when I accomplish some things like after college, like I feel that you know sometimes there's some people who look up to me as an inspiration and you know as a as a hope for you know others, which is kind of cool. But I don't I try not to think about you know the pressure. Yeah, there's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are there any uh, famous Asian runners that you really look up to? Like, man, this guy is. As someone that paved the way for me or inspired me um, as a little kid to to get into this profession or to get into this hobby. I mean, I, I don't think like you know, or any like Asian runners to be to, to be uh, you know, I was looking up to like growing up. But like uh, you know, there were I think there, I, I realized there were like a few Asian runners. 
like you know like that year like decades ago or like, when i was like a young child but i noticed that they haven't even gotten like attention for what they uh, you know accomplished like you look at um you know 2001 boston marathon winner lee bong ju you know i usually if you win boston you know you sh i mean you will mention for sure but i felt like he has i felt like he he didn't get much attention not enough recognition you know if he were to be running for united states he'll definitely be definitely will be the um in the united states yeah so and that kind of moves into our next segment here you know mm -hmm. kind of hopes for asian athletes in the future i think we've mentioned a couple of great examples here right um right. the winner of the boston marathon We've mentioned Jeremy Lin um, off the top of our head. So there's there, there's been some success uh, among among Asian athletes in pro sports and even in American sports, right? Mm -hmm. But what are some of your biggest hopes for Asian athletes in the future as they kind of pave their way into this field? You know, I think, you know, I mean, as I mentioned you know, earlier, how you know there are more Asian athletes on the rise. You know, I think, you know, let's hope that, you know, they continue you know, each, every Asian professional athlete or what, or any like aspiring athlete like myself, you know, continue to strive for greatness, continue to do well. And then, you know, as you know, you know, as we all do well, I think the stereotype, everyone will start, will, you know, start thinking, you know, differently that, you know, the stereotype will, you know, will no longer be in play. I mean, there are a bunch of basketball players that I've, feature on AAS that are like in high school and you know they all seem you know they all seem very promising yeah um I think my hopes for the future Garrick is just like you know as we carry the next generation of potential Asian athletes like me and you right um as our generation starts to um raise children or starts to raise younger siblings and such yeah I, I just hope that you know let's Let's start exposing some of our um, children um, for those parents out there and future parents out there to um, the world of athletics. Let's mm -hmm. make them realize that there is something outside of the world of uh, academics and making money. And it's not just a problem in, in the Asian community. There are many um, different people and there's many different parents who they push their kids so hard in academics and and in the field of just trying to make a living for yourself, that they they remove the creativity, they remove the hobbies out of the process. Just remember, right. it's always healthy to introduce them into the world of sports, into the world of music. Yeah, I feel like this can be applied to many different fields. Like, let's just as the next generation of parents, of caretakers and mentors, let's let's introduce our children and our future children to the world outside of just materialism and outside of um, pure academic yeah. achievement, right? That's my biggest hope, and also, um, we still can't ignore some of the external barriers. The fact is, is that Jeremy Lin was a state champion, and he was a star of his high school basketball team. This was not a guy riding the bench. This was not a guy who was a role player on his team, and uh, he didn't get any offers to Division One schools. So I think, as an outsider, right, when you see mm -hmm. people, um, succeeding whether it's by uh ethnicity whether it's by their um physical appearance and body type try not to try to keep an open mind and don't judge 
um, people by their appearance in in any field, yeah. including athletics, because like you never know if that guy um, in the future could be your team leader, could be your captain, could be your manager, right? So don't burn yeah. any bridges and don't judge the external. I think give people a fair shot based on their achievements. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, like that's what some people on, you know, some people I feature on uh, AAS said, um, you know, they said that, you know, I always ask that question at the end of the form, you know, what does, uh, you know, society need to do in order to make an agent athlete comfortable? And there are some people who have said, you know, you should, uh, you know, you shouldn't judge anyone, you know, by the looks, and then you should always ask questions, you know, be a friend, you know, don't make any assumptions. And, you know, and honestly, like, from, from a personal personal story, like, yeah, like, you know, I've gone through that, like, as, you know, from, you know, I've, I've encountered people, you know, who who judged me as a on the, my skin color, they assumed that, like, I am lesser than who I am. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, that's something that needs to change. There's, there's, there's a lot of barriers facing it, but I think there's been progress. Mm -hmm in the positive direction and yeah um, most of all i'm just glad that we have advanced as a society to the point where um we have all these this free time to embrace um in hobbies outside of just pure work outside of just the pure materialism mm -hmm. of things i think as we advance in terms of technology and everything the whole point of it is to take um so much of the attention right take some of that attention out of work and put it into our free time and in, in turn put it into our spirituality our hobbies and all of those great things the whole point why you know our ancestors worked so hard to build all these technologies to build all these amazing irrigation food and technological systems was to create more free time for us to enjoy life right. so let's take that opportunity to do it yeah yeah so um, let's go ahead and move into final thoughts. So first of all, I just want to say fantastic episode with you, Garrick. I know we've been trying to put it together for a long time now. And uh, as usual, you guys can check out AAS here on his Instagram page. Amazing stories about uh, fellow Asian athletes. It was a very productive discussion, Garrick. And I think we have, um, despite coming from you know, different angles of sports, me as more of a fan and a podcaster, you more so as like a specific player and participant in it. There are many things that we really agreed on and uh, we converged on in terms of ideas for change and even in some of our role models as well. But um, I want to thank you for joining me and also any final thoughts you want to share? Yeah, uh, you know, first of all, I can say, you know, thank you, know, having me on this uh, show. You know, I really enjoy, you know, having this uh, type of um, discussion. And, you know, if you're and who are uh, watching, uh, you're interested in um, being featured on, you know, AAS, uh, please make sure that you uh, follow, uh, you qualify uh, for, um, to be featured. And um, also, like, you also don't get the wrong idea that, like, um, you know, People who are being featured are like, you know, you have to be very, um, you know, successful in your sport. Um, don't don't get that idea. I mean, anyone can be, um, you know, featured. 
I, I mean, I even featured, uh, you know, Steven as well. Yes, sir. So, so yeah, and, you know, I look forward to, you know, supporting, uh, you know, MI6, you know, as a, a fan. So, yeah. Yeah, Garrick, uh, it's been a phenomenal discussion. This has been gold, man. I would definitely um, look forward to bringing you aboard sometime in the future as well. And uh, as far as me, Garrick, um, I'm going to continue working on my fitness. Still got a couple more pounds to mm -hmm. lose, but hopefully we can go running together someday. Hopefully I can uh, get cut back on on my weight and get that speed back. And uh, all the best luck to your rehab and your goals to just become the best runner you can be and help out, help promote Asian athlete spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here at fan response. Be sure to check out our page, uh, the MI6 sports network. We have our own Wix site with articles, um, exclusively written by, uh, yours truly by Isaiah Leung, by Callen. Um, we have our podcast episodes on there, and you can follow the AAS Instagram page here. Just simply uh, type in www.instagram.com slash Asian Athlete Spotlight slash, or click on the link listed over there, and uh, you can fill out a form and be featured. Remember, you don't have to be any specific level. You could be uh, high school level, college level, professional, whatever level you've attained within athletics, you can be featured um, on one of their posts here at Asian Athlete Spotlight. But that's going to do it for us here on this Saturday afternoon. And uh, help you guys enjoy your weekend, your Valentine's Day, and a very happy Lunar New Year to you guys. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Take you, guys. Thank you.